we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, My hot take today has to do with the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game, which happened last night. And my hot take is is that the National League should just go ahead and change their name to the Little Bitch League and be done with it because they cannot win the All-Star Game. They've lost every single All-Star Game for like a decade. And it's clearly time to just say that the National League is the inferior league and the American League has dominance in Major League Baseball. That is a hot take. Nine years in a row. Nine nine years in a row. In a row. A fucking decade almost. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just saying from here on in, the National League shall be known as the Little Bitch League. Can I, can I wait? Can I just real quickly? I see where you're coming from. I'm a fan of an American League team first, but I think I prefer the National League. Although now with no hitting pitchers, who really gives a flying fuck anyway. But I would agree if it was a best of three series nine years in a row. But one game, we all know, is not an indicator of a baseball team superiority over a baseball team superiority. One game three years in a row is not an indicator. One year four years in a row maybe is not an indicator. One game nine years in a row is a very strong indicator that one league is superior to the other. You know, I just, I just, I just disagree. Nine years in a row. Like, aren't they embarrassed? Like, don't they have any sort of like, have they no shame? Like, get it together. Like, try for something. At least have you no shame, National League. Man, you are coming out swinging at the National (laughs) League, which I really... I appreciate your conviction, but as the senior circuit, I find myself in strong defense of the National League. I, I don't, it's causing a visceral response you, within me. How can you defend nine losses, like a decade of losses? How many of the last that's World so Series champions have been in the National we're League? We're not talking about the World Series. We're talking no, about but that's the what I'm talking about. See, no, okay, so that's that's where that's where I'm going to die. I'm going to full put put full stop. I say full stop, you fool. Speak not of such things. No, I, it's, okay, it's official. Like you got it. You can't like for nine years in a row. Like at at some point, it's got to just be. It's just got to hurt. Like this is nine year in year out. Go to the All Star game, lose the All Star game. Like they feel... in that time they've changed it so that the All Star game like decided home field advantage, and then the American League whipped the National League so fucking hard constantly that they had to change it back because the National League. It's not a real league. They're a little bitch league. Even though they're the original league. No. They, they're the bitch league. The original bitch league. So from 1963 to 1982, the National League went 18 and 1 in the All-Star. Mm. They won 18 mm. out of 19 All-Star games. Ay, ay, ay. That is, that's some domination They're right there. <laughs> and that's From also- when to when? 1963 to 1982. Yeah. 
only Thomas was alive briefly in that span. Like, talk to me, talk to me, like, about what's going on lately. Like, what have you done for me lately? There's, like, been three generations since that. Joel, Joel, give me a list of of National League versus American League World Series champions over the last. Well, but that's that's because, like, it's got to be 50-50 or close to 50-50. Okay, so I'm not going to argue with Sam's argument of domination in an all-star game, but as a superior league. Because during that stretch of NL championships, uh, not championships, World Series, uh, sorry, all-star games, all-star games, that was like the height of the Yankees dynasty, or at least for the first half of that through the 60s. Right, I mean the seventies, late seventies. Yeah, and the Oakland A's—that was their dynasty. Also, was doing that time. So I think what we can say is that there's basically zero correlation between an All-Star win and a World Series win. No, yeah. well, I mean, I don't know, but that's not Sam. Sam's just stating that the American League is just the superior league. That's at some point, basing... I would think that the National League would like look at themselves in the mirror and then like. <laughs> fucking killed themselves that's all i'm saying i don't know man it sounds like you're victim blaming the national league to me well this is an al podcast though uh i I mean right and like the net and like the all-star game is really just about bragging rights anyway right it's like these are our best guys versus your best guys and our best guys are fucking so much better than your best guys for (laughs) 10 years like nine years in a row i thought about that i was looking at the starting lineups i did watch the first half of that game whatever this is what our headline is going to be but whatever and i was like god the al is so much better than the nl the NL had Wilson Contreras and William Contreras. And I was like, those guys are not all-star players. They, and one of them disagree. started at least, right? Both of them started. Wilson oh, Contreras both started. is the best catcher in the National League. Yeah, sure. But like, I don't know. Man. William I Contreras would... has been hitting like a, the lights out for Atlanta. I mean, I'm not saying he necessarily, they obviously did that for some kind of like buddy, buddy, fun story, brothers, batting back-to-back consecutively in the, in the lineup. And I, I know they did that for the fucking schmaltz of it, but that's part of the All-Star game. I would argue that the All-Star game, well, I mean, whatever. I, it doesn't matter. This is going to be a topic, but let's just talk. Ongoing. Okay. We're going to talk more about the All-Star game. In fact, Thomas, I'm going to introduce you right now. Also joining us, as per usual, although, is this, did you take one week off or two weeks off? I don't know. I'm on a part-time Please. schedule. It's, it's summertime here. It's summertime. Uh, as per we usual, skipped a week. Yeah, we skipped a week. And I think as, it's per, as, per regular, as per yeah. regularly, here I am, yep. Thomas, coming <laughs> to you live and correct, direct from Seattle, Washington, which is pretty warm. I went to the lake after work today, so that was fun with nice. my family. Um, yeah, it's nice, nice here. This is like the seven weeks of Seattle that are like weather-wise really pretty ideal um i'm uh yeah things are good here i'm coming with my hot take which is also all-star game related and my question to myself at the end of this all-star weekend at uh do i even really like baseball i was bored to tears by the whole fucking all-star game like it was like I, i was i was like this is this is a pretty boring game, but it, it also came on the heels of what I found to be an enthralling home run derby. Now that comes with a caveat as the, one of the featured players in said home run derby was 
a young Julio Rodriguez, a 21-year-old Dominican who plays center field for the Seattle Mariners and is now sweeping the nation, has been dump on the umps, pick to click, I think, for two years running. Yeah, we've been on big... Julio Rodriguez. I want that on the record, that this has been a pro-Julio Rodriguez yeah. podcast for a while now. It's been definitely stated for the fact and for the record before on this podcast but he certainly had a coming out party at uh, the All-Star game, leading off the home run derby by hitting a, well, I guess tournament high, 32 home runs in his first round, just got on a roll and was just laying into it. Now, part a lot of people were talking about his pitcher, his BP pitcher, Fran Me Rivera or something. I forget his full name, but he was like just throwing it down a chute and Julio just was just like, it just turning like just got into his rhythm and hit fucking just kept hitting bombs and it was like i was just laughing i was just sitting there laughing hysterically because it was just like i love this kid it's been so much fun to watch him play he's such a fucking fun kid to watch and he's really good and just to see him go crazy in the first round was super cool i kind of called earlier that he was going to have a big round and then get tired yeah I forgot, I forgot that he's 21 and just kept fucking cranking homers he had 30 in the next round to beat up uh pete alonzo and then lost to Juan Soto, who I think is kind of fun because it was like a lot of circul- you know, speculation circulating that Mariners should get into t- in touch with Juan Soto. And people in the Mariner blogosphere were talking about, you know, what would we give up for it? We have a ton of prospects right now. And the concept of having a Juan Soto and 23-year-old Juan Soto in right field and a 21-year-old Julio Rodriguez in center field is like fucking wet dream material up here in the Pacific Northwest. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> So anyway, so it was pretty fun watching that home run derby and I was heavily invested in it. And then the game the next day, I was very excited to watch that also. For some reason, I turned into an all-star game weekend at fucking weirdo. I don't know why. I never used to give a shit. I classically hate home runs, which is so anyway. And then the game was kind of a snooze, you know, and and I was actually thinking in that first inning because Ronald Acuna and, uh, in the top of the National League lineup, strung together a bunch of hits, and I was like, "Man, this is the National League. I think might actually win this yeah, year." Yeah, Machado, Goldschmidt. Yeah, which is like a fucking gnarly top four, and uh, Shane McClanahan from the Rays obviously didn't have his best stuff. And I'm not like he's not like a super impressive starting pitcher anyway. So I was kind of thinking the National League was going to win. And then it kind of after that first inning, it really sort of stalled out until the American League on the backs of the Yankees came storming back, Stand. which I found distasteful. Although I enjoyed Brian, Byron Buxton hitting a home run in his first all-star appearance because he deserves to be in the all-star game and deserves some, that dude's a badass. Anyway, <clears throat> I thought the game was really boring. And I was like, well, maybe I like, my friend was talking about top golf the other today or yesterday, which is where you go to like a driving range but and like you get servers and like, I think they're probably whatever, it's top golf and you go and you hit golf balls at like pins and like try and do like, it's like real golf, a real driving range, but you try and hit things and like get scores and they have like video games and stuff like that. It's like adult arcade based on golf where you can get drinks and stuff. And they were like really excited about it. And I was like, well, that kind of like, you know, like that version of baseball would probably be more popular than like, the actual baseball you know like okay, wait a minute you, okay i got questions now is this outdoors or indoors i think it's like a driving range which is okay. like right, quasi so okay. uh, because i went a couple of weeks ago 
with some co-workers to the bowling alley. Uh. I fucking hate bowling. I, I hate bowling. And I sat there and drank Coors Light and ate square-cut tavern-style pizza. Oh, no. Watched them bowl. And I had a very nice time because I would rather have just gone out for beers and pizza and hang out with my coworkers. And I don't understand why we need the loud noises of bowling in the background to interrupt like conversation and drinking. It seems like a fucking waste of time, money, and energy. Okay, so most people think that like have awkward times talking. Like they're like, well, they want something to break up the time where they're supposed to figure out what to talk about. Sure, but they don't have a podcast where they have to constantly be talking 100% of the time, right? And coming up with entertaining and intelligent things to say. (laughs) Although bowling sucks. (laughs) However, however, let me put it this way. We floated the idea afterwards, and we have not followed through with this yet, of going on a mini golf, like playing mini golf next. Mm. And I would be into that. I fucking love mini golf. I think that's a great waste of time. Okay, that's interesting. But also on an aside, they have a thing here called Smash Putt. Okay. And I think it's actually probably international even. It's definitely like in the US. It's like you go and you it's like a it's like an adult mini golf place where you like can drink and there's like, you know weird shit instead of like fun shit you know okay that makes sense and then i think there's other things you can drink at any mini golf that's what i was about to say yeah (laughs) i i don't know necessarily that it's you know like sanctioned officially sanctioned i think would be those terms no you could definitely drink at a mini golf place but they're like you can drink anywhere you want like if you just don't get caught here (laughs) i'm pretty sure maybe i should check on this i'm pretty sure they'll sell you beers like you go and buy beers and mini golf, but like there's oh, all really? families mini golfing. You can't, you know, you can't like pound like 12 Bud Lights. And right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Well, um, anyway, so I don't know if I like baseball anymore. I don't really care. Yeah. No, the All Star game is weird. Um, let's circle back around on this. Uh, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you for Champaign, Illinois. And I wanted to talk. Thomas, you mentioned the Yankees, and here's my hot take. If the Yankees get lose Aaron Judge, because that was a conversation that was coming up, Aaron Judge may not be re-signing with the New York Yankees. And if the Yankees do not re-sign Aaron Judge, my hot take is that that will be the greatest organizational failure in Major League Baseball of our generation. Well, uh, you've argued before that Aaron Judge sucks. I don't like him. I think that there's eight or nine or ten players who are better than him. I think that there's pretty solid evidence to say that Aaron Judge is playing over his head because it's a contract year, and that's the thing. Right. Um, and I think that he should have taken whatever that Yankees deal they offered him before the season because that's he's not going to get better than that, I don't think. I agree. Maybe from the I'm Yankees. Not sure I mean, of that anymore. The, 
the guy's 30 years old. Like no one's going to give him 300 million, 10 plus years. That's just not going to happen. Aaron judge is 30. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he will be, he will be at the beginning of next season. He was like a 26 year old rookie or something ridiculous like that. Oh yeah. He was pretty old. When he came <laughs> um, and he, you know, he's having a good year, but it's been a long time since he's had a year that was good like this. And that was his rookie year. And he hasn't had any years like this in between his rookie year and his contract year. So I think that, you know, I mean, I hope the Yankees sign him to a huge fucking contract and have to deal with his mediocrity for the next decade and a half. I would love that. <laughs> but here's my point is that they have made him like the face of their franchise. Right. I don't think, here's my way. Can I just, can I first interject? I don't think that, the, that it was a poor move on his part to turn that down that deal. Cause I think he's going to get more at the end of the year and he's going to get it from the Yankees and he's going to stay a Yankee for, I think that's what's going to happen. There's no way if he keeps up this season, he can drop off even a little bit. Like if he. He's batting under 200 and, since he signed his arbitration papers. I mean, he's hitting the crap out of bombs and that's all anybody gives a shit about in the MLB anyway. And he's got a shitload of RBIs, which is also something that MLB really gives a fuck about. But anyway, the point being is that if he carries on with even like not quite to the levels he's been going with this season, he's going to get signed by the Yankees to a long-term deal. That's more than the first offer that they get. I guarantee it. If he gets hurt, then all fucking bets are off. Oh, I agree with you, Thomas, but I think that that's not because of his ability to play baseball. It's because they have doubled down on him being the new Derek Jeter, on him being like the homegrown boy. Like really, they should be putting all their money and energy into John Carlos Stanton, who's got a big, stupid butt, but is a better baseball player than Aaron Judge. But they're not older, though. What? He's older. How old is Stanton now? 34, 35, something like that. Okay, so... 34, I want to say. Okay, so he's on his last... How old is Giancarlo Stanton? How old is Giancarlo Stanton? Everybody, wait, Google. Anyway, I, I think that... Because here's what I was trying to think about. The closest analogy I could come up with was when Mookie Betts left the Red Sox, Right? That the Red Sox lost their. Oh, Sam's getting up to go. When I was just talking. no, I'm here. I'm here. When like hey. they lost their franchise player when they shouldn't have. I think even though Mookie Betts is way better than Aaron Judge, I think that the Yankees. Oh, he's only thirty-two. Stanton's only thirty-two. Yeah, that's um, older. I think Judge losing. I've Judge losing. I think the Yankees losing Judge would be more catastrophic for the Yankees even than the Red Sox losing bets because who the fuck when was the last time a a top tier free agent left the mighty New York Yankees that's what I mean yeah well also they traded Mookie Betts away yeah I know agreed that was dumb of them though Yeah. yeah no I agree um, well, I, I guess my, I'm not, I, I would argue that Sam's probably right that a long-term that Aaron judge probably won't deliver this kind of level of play for 
the next extended period of time consistently. I think he's right. I think that the the amount that he was offered is what he should have taken, but he's was banking on himself and he was right. If, if he yeah. continues this season, he'll get more money offered from the Yankees. And if he doesn't want to stay with the Yankees, then I can't say what he'll do leaving. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought at the beginning of the year, I got all excited because I thought he was just like, F the Yankees, I'm out of here. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not. But I've heard everything I've heard and kind of seen from him, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like he would be happy to stay with the Yankees. He's just trying to get more money. Yeah. Yeah. The question is, are the Yankees tight ones now? <laughs> and you're, and to your point, Joel, I think that if they don't sign him because it's too expensive, that will be quite detrimental to their brand. I think that that's a bad move. But that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm trying to make is that it's bad for the brand, regardless of how good of a baseball player he is. Yeah, I think I think all those things can be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's keep an eye on that. Um, I want to give some shout outs to people who have actually been listening to this silly fucking podcast uh thank you so much uh we had two podcasts last week one was very it was sam and i one was very baseball related one was not baseball related whatsoever but you know until you get we talked about potato salad we talked about potatoes <laughs> was it a, was it a uh, crock in the morning crock of, oh, pop of the crock yeah pop of the crock yeah uh, yeah, but we also talked about other stuff too. Uh, shout out Seattle, Washington. Thomas, did you listen to us? No. Okay. <laughs> Tokyo, Japan, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Dallas, Texas, Ashburn, Virginia, Barcelona, Spain, Bronx, Sigtuna, Sweden, Fontana, California. Hardwick, Vermont, Chicago, Illinois. Thank you very much. Oh, shit. I wonder if Matilda was talking to people in... In Sweden? In Sweden, yeah. Matilda, if you're listening to this, keep talking to people yeah. in... Hey, Matilda, if you're listening to this, steal your friend's phones and subscribe them to That's Dump on the Dump when, you're, when they're not paying attention at the bar. Oh, wait, she's only 14. She's not hanging out at the bar. You can go to a bar in Sweden. And probably in Sweden, she could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so wait, I want to do a quick shout out too to yeah. uh, my nephew Jake, who I was texting with during the All Star game, and he had a couple of really good insights I want to throw out there. Yeah, uh, he kept referring to John Carlos Stanton as poop stash, so I feel like we should probably try to get that to catch on. Um, and then he was talking mad trash about McClanahan too. Oh, why? I mean, so, McClanahan didn't do well, but yeah. He said he was just throwing up batting practice. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of right. Um, uh, do you want me to say, John Carl? I'm tweeting it right now. I, you know, John Carlos Stanton. John Carlos Stanton always kind of proves to be like sort of a likable fellow. Anytime I want, I yeah. want to hate him. I'm always kind of like, oh, he's kind of likable. Like, <laughs> how do you spell poop dash? Well, poop phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> And then stash, I would say, like the end of mustache. S A C H E. Yeah. Yeah. Poop stash. Okay. I think that's a, that's. Come on, Joel. That's oh, that's that's baseline level, right? Uh, mustache is one of those words that I actually have a really hard time spelling. Mustache. Yeah. Accommodation is another one. I always have to double check myself. Two C's, two M's. Uh, Giancarlo Poopstash Stanton. Accommodation is two C's and two M's. Two C's and two M's, yeah. But, yeah. 
dumb word. <laughs> All right, sweet. Shout out. Uh, please continue to follow us. Uh, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription on Apple iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, Facebook, Dump on the Ump. We have a WordPress, WordPress blog and an Instagram account. All right, so I had this whole thing about the All-Star game I was going to read to you guys. Do you want me to fucking skip this? Or do we have more fucking All-Star game hot takes? I was going to say, the one thing I wanted, I did want to say, add one more thing to the All-Star conversation was that the, the audacity of the MLB to ask its players who had just like treated like dog shit in a fucking contract negotiation to bend over backwards doing on field interviews, like while they were performing or asked to perform was like, and then you like the all-star game was on Fox. Yeah. And, and I think Fox is now doing Sunday baseball. But aside from that and the seven games of the World Series, that's how many games are available to a non-cable public. Like, right. uh, like what the fuck do you think is going to happen to your sport if nobody can see it? Right. Like, why is the why are the rights to to broadcasting these games so coveted to you? Like, understand that there's ad revenue, but don't you understand like the concept of like reaching i don't it's just astounding to me that you they gatekeep so much of their content and then ask their players to go out of their way to do you know fan experience crap all day long you know it's like that's i just it's, it's astounding to me and normally i hate that crap but i was really into a lot of it i thought it was kind of cool to listen to alec Mandela. i don't know if you didn't watch the broadcast. Alec, you know i wanted to talk about that yeah like him and like there was oh and it was jose trevino they got to mic'd him up for like an at bat and a fucking they had nestor cortez and jose trevino mic'd up during their inning together like talking to each other through mics yeah so and like on i was, I was engaging. espn we've seen mic'd up players in the outfield and yes. lately in the infield this is the first time and it, granted it's the all-star game but Fox had Alec Manoa mic'd up on the mound. Yeah. And it was entertaining. He did a great job. But I'm terrified that they're now going to make, like, pitchers in games that matter be mic'd up on the mound. I don't think they can like, do that. After, like, banter with Joe Buck or whoever the fuck. I, I, I just don't think that they're going to do – they'll always ask, and I'm sure that the clubhouse culture will never allow it. I'm thinking yeah, it's surprising that clubhouse culture is allowed it now. That's what I was thinking. Like, I just can't wait until someone asks Chris Sale to do that. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like he's going to drive his fan boat through the wall of the stadium or something. And break, like, six bones in his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had Liam Hendricks mic'd up last year, and he kept cussing, and it was like a funny joke. I don't know if I fell asleep. I mean, it's, they've done it before, but they've never done it with like pitcher bat pitcher cat. Like they never did it with a battery mates, and they've never done it with a pitcher. Yeah, and like yeah. it, it was brazen, but on a certain level, I I did find it engaging. I'm like, oh, I, it is kind of interesting to hear what these guys are talking about in this moment, like what they're saying. But yeah, I hope they. I, that, I hope to God they don't do it anywhere else. Thomas, and I didn't figure this out until later. 
which I thought was fascinating, was that Manoa was pitching to uh, his catcher. Was Alejandro Kirk. Kirk. And yeah. to, like, I was like, oh, because he kept saying like, okay, let's see. Kirk like, knows. Kirk knows, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was fat. They were both Blue Jays. Yeah. So like, I'm trusting my catcher and I'm going to throw what my catcher says. Yeah, they recently came up to Seattle and were swept by the Mariners in a four-game series. Well, we got to talk about that. So <laughs> we got to talk about this. So you, who There's so much Mariner news. There's so much Mariner news. Julio Rodriguez, superstar on, we didn't even talk about, well, you did talk about the home run thing. I wanted to mention, I did think Julio wore himself out in the first two rounds. Yeah. And Pete Alonso, he, he dethroned Pete Alonso. Good for him. But Pete Alonso had actually like mentioned that. He's like, guys, guys wear themselves out in the first two yeah. rounds. Yes. And Rodriguez definitely did that. He so, hit 83 homers over the whole tournament. To Juan Soto's like he 50. He was crushing. He was doing so good. Yeah, he's good. But he's been doing so good for us all since, yeah. uh, since May. I mean, yeah. he batted 205, I think, in April. And then since then, he's been like just fucking lights out. And like hit a grand, just like hitting in time, timely hitting. He's been playing great defense. He's like... I think he's second in the league in steals now. He's like just a complete fucking ball player and so much fun to watch. And it was like, I was weird. I, I've been waiting for this guy to show up because I was expecting them to be good, but I wasn't expecting him to be this good, this fast, I don't think. And it's so much fun to fucking watch. So I've been tuning in watching Mariner games and then they just started fucking winning and like didn't stop winning. And now it's like, I don't know, two weeks went by and they're 23 and 22 and three in the last 25 games and 14 in a row. It's like, what? Oh, they're like all of a sudden like the hottest team in baseball by a mile, which is terrifying to me because it's like a scary place to be, I think, because now all of a sudden they have to give a shit about everything. Right. But like, it's still pretty unprecedented. And like, honestly, you know, to me, it's, I think it's somewhat sustainable. I'm like, the skeptic in me wants to believe that it's going to fall apart at any given moment. And I do believe that the bullpen is overachieving. I think there's some regression due from our pitching staff, but I think our lineup is kind of just starting to wake up. And I think when we get a couple of people back, we're going to have a really good lineup. Like I think Winker is awake now. Like Eugenio Suarez has like gotten to a place now where he's pretty, he's on top of it. I think Adam Frazier is going to have a good second half. Um, Julio's ripping it. Ty France is an all-star. Uh, J.P. Crawford has had a, his troubles since the hot start, but he's still solid. And then we're getting back Mitch Hanniger and Kyle Lewis, who theoretically, if they're healthy, those are that's two boppers. And all of a sudden, our guys that have been really doing great from our role-playing position are suddenly just role players, and that'll be a nice place to be. Uh, the other thing we also have is Cal Raleigh, who fucking is what Mike Zanino was supposed to be for the Mariners, but was given two more years to percolate in the minor leagues. And is like hitting the fucking lights out now. He's like, I think he's an all-star catcher in the making. So we have like, we have reason to be optimistic. I think if we, I think our, I think our pitching staff is suspect, but it's been pretty good. Robbie Ray kind of turned it around and he's been really good. Logan Gilbert's been pretty good since starting really good. 
but I, I do, I still think our pitching staff does. Anyway, the Mariners are just so much fun right now. It's like, this is a, from like the last time I talked to you guys, I think Sam, I, we have to give credit where credit's due. Sam and I discussed the power of a Good brawl. Well, yeah. Or, or some sort of adversity. And uh, I said it was a, you know, mumbo jumbo, old old adage woohoo and you said no it was going to galvanize the mariners ball club and i think since then they're like they've that lost was like right, yeah. right at the beginning of this streak i think they're like 16 and one since that fight and i and the angels are also like three the and 20 or something. the angels yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny so anyway kudos to you sam on calling that i i you know maybe maybe those old cliches are there for a reason yeah you know belief it's about belief right if you believe something if you get like enough people together to believe something it becomes real you know what i mean we have talked about this sam this is why we keep trying to start this cult and we haven't done it yet exactly all you need is enough people to believe and it like doesn't matter factually whether or not it's a real thing it just just happens baseball team is a cult I don't know what the definition of a cult is. Is yeah, it the same as the gang? Probably. Like three or more individuals with a shared motive <laughs> yeah, or mentality or something? Three, yeah, four minimum, but interesting. Okay, we're going to come back to this concept. Uh, it's a cult. Yeah. When it we become like, the manager of the, of the White Sox. Chicago White Sox, we will run that team like a cult. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone lives on our farm now. <laughs> <laughs> and you've signed over all of your wills. To- right. <laughs> exactly. We need it to build the rocket ship. <laughs> to, to the rocket ship to the World Series. <laughs> um. All right, Sam, common belief. So so do you think a, a brawl? So the the Mariners had a bench cling brawl. We talked about this on the podcast two weeks ago. And you were like, yeah, this is gonna galvanize them. Why do you think right. that galvanized them? The Mariners? Yeah. Well, I feel like in that instance, the Mariners were like the the ones like you know, it was the opposite for the Angels. And I feel like the Angels were in the wrong kind of in that fight. Um, and, being you know. Douchebags, yeah. Right, exactly. Because they were the douchebags. And then, like, that's the sort of thing, like, you go out there, someone's a douchebag, you sock them in the mouth, you know, that feels good. You know, you, like, knock over their leaf bags and take a shit in their lawn or whatever everybody and everybody on your side sees you do it and says oh this guy is willing to do that for us you rip down their donald trump flag that they've been flying in your face for years right yeah their leaf pile right exactly that's never happened to me and then you're like you know that's the sort of thing that starts it's like a most cult. major league baseball teams, right, are good enough to like be a good baseball team. And it's just like how they play together, essentially. Yeah. Um, and like, and if you and get luck. people and luck, 
Uh, yeah, and like staying healthy and whatnot. But the Mariners are a good team. And like when things start to go right for a good team, like that people feed off of that. And something that kind of like will kick it into focus, like you get in a fist fight with the Angels and then like you go into the next series, you're still kind of pissed off a little bit, you know? And then you start winning and then like winning gets to more winning and then your bullpen's feeling good. And then like you lose a lead and then you score a bunch of late runs and that feels good. It's like, you know, it's just like heroin. You're chasing the good times. Just like heroin. Also, to a good cult, everyone's on heroin. Right. Actually, I think you generally want most of your cult members to be on some sort of controlled substance. Yeah, actually, you want them on uppers. It just depends on what you want them to do. Yeah. You want them on uppers if they're like digging ditches and like building your infrastructure, but you want them on quaaludes if you're trying to sedate them and put them to sleep. Right. They need to right. be making our jams and winning baseball games. That's picking <laughs> berries, winning baseball games. The two, those are the two things that we need our cult to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uppers to get you on your way. Vermont maple syrup. We need so much Vermont maple syrup. Yeah, just jacked on sugar. <laughs> All right, well, Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna rain on you parade because I don't want you to get too happy. Thank you. Yeah, I right, deserve it. I deserve it. Yep, coming out of the All Star break. Here you go. You ready? Oh, Man, I know. Houston, Texas, Houston, Yankees, Angels, Yankees. Yeah. Four of your next. Six series are against the Yankees and the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the, the test of, of the Mariners right there. Yeah, the Astros are a little dinged up right now. So hopefully we can sneak a couple from them in that, begin, in that first series at least. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, ultimately, to me, I want to see it. I want to see. I don't want to yeah. limp through it. I don't want to barely make it i want them to show that they can beat those teams or else let's figure out what we need to beat those teams because those are the best teams in the league so i i'm all for it i i think that they're gonna i i you know the, the mariner fan in me knows that they're gonna come crashing back to earth pretty quickly here it's just how hard they come crashing back to earth you know i i i don't know We'll see. It, it's definitely going to be a test, and I think that I appreciate that test. I, appreci- I appreciate resolution. That's a good mindset for the cult members to have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I de- I haven't been following Houston closely enough. Actually, I, I don't think that. I think that's classically not what you want in a cult member. You don't want a cult member seeking answers. You want a cult member who's happy with the answers that you give them. So you'd want a cult member would be like, I just want everybody to say that the Mariners are great. And you'd be like, the Mariners are great. And they were like, thank you, sir. And you're like, well, this could be a challenging time. They're like, I don't want to hear that. That's a or good, you don't want them to hear that. I don't know because I want them to be like, we can beat these. Like you want them to go into this being like, yeah, we can beat the Astros. Of course we can beat the Astros. We're better than the Astros. Like that's, you want the team like, to believe that, yes. You want yeah. the team to believe that, yeah. You want yeah. the team to believe, like, fuck yeah, we're better than the Yankees. Of course we can beat the Yankees. I, I haven't followed the Astros enough. I do think, I mean, the Yankees, even if they finish, like, 500, they're a 100-win team, which fucking sucks. But I have, think I said, Yankees, have I said my, my greatest dream for this season? 
No. I, I can't call it a practice prognostication because I don't, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, but I think that it would be great if the Yankees tied or beat the Mariners single season win record and then lost to the Mariners in the American league championship. That would be like got, my that's dream. Our to do list. Yeah. I thought about that. You, I was, I was talking about this earlier today. Like what's the Mariners single? Is it 120? No, 160 games is the single season record of the Cubs. Well, so the, the tricky part here, and this is why this is, I think it's really important is because the Cubs were the first team that I think it was like the 1908 Cubs, 116 games, and they lost in the World Series. And they then went on to have whatever their giant cursed era, right? Mm -hmm. Then the Mariners in 2001 won 116 games. The okay. Mariners. The Cubs, so the Cubs had a better winning percentage, but they're tied for most overall wins. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that is true. But the most single season wins is 116. But my theory was that the Mariners stole the curse of the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs curse from them when they took the single season title and we transferred it. It just took the Cubs what 14 years to actually win the, the world series, but they were, their curse had been lifted at that point. Fascinating. I like so that. I think that the next team to win the 116 games, which could be the Yankees this year would then take the curse over and would it up, up apropos, I think, to lose to the Mariners in the ALCS. I like that. Here's what and I then go on to have years of cursed Coast. baseball, which would be also pretty cool too. Mariners Marlins World Series. Marlins. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, I've be a wild game, comeback for the Marlins. I've got the game. I, they could win 116. I don't think they will. But I, don't think so. I think it's more likely that they'll win like 105 and then losing the DS to the Red Sox or the Blue Jays on you know. Three games to one or something like that. Are the Red Sox going to make the playoffs, Sam? Nah, I'm no longer so sure, actually. Yeah. We just had our kind of gauntlet that we went through, and we got fucking spanked. Yeah. I think that the Red Sox are a league average team. I think that, like, we'll beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams. That's the way it's been going. We've got a gnarly we a, lineup. Yeah, we had a really good run. But it was against all, you know, it was against the dregs of the AL Central and the AL West. And uh, like we, I think it, our schedule is crazy for the rest of the year. I think that like we've hardly played the AL East at all. I think that almost 50% of the rest of our games this season are against the AL East. Um, and so like the, the Red Sox pitching specifically has in no way shown that they are good enough to take on good teams. Like, you know, we can maybe play, maybe if we get our actual starters back and healthy, we could maybe be a 500 team against good teams, but not any better than that. I don't think so. Um, and I don't know what they're expecting to do with the, at the, at the trade deadline, but I would be surprised if we were hard buyers. I wouldn't be surprised if they were sellers, right? I mean, aren't they sitting on a couple of contracts that they need to figure out what to do with? Like, isn't aren't, isn't Bogarts on a fucking at the end of a contract? Or? Yeah, I don't think they'll trade Bogarts. Maybe. It seems um, like they're in that retooling place. They always make smart moves, but 
Oh, no, I was telling Joel this the other day. I'm about ready to call call it on High and Bloom. Did we do that on the podcast? We talked about that last okay. week. You, oh, yeah, you. I'll, I'll fill you in on when we're done, Thomas. I have all oh, the, the GM or whatever. Yeah, the GM. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Joel, are the White Sox going to make the playoffs? Yeah, the White Sox are going to win this trash-ass division that we're in. We're going to win 87 games, and we're going to win our division, and we're going to lose to the Rays. It's gonna be fine. Good <laughs> uh, so, year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Red Sox. I mean, there's so many wild cards. The Red Sox could still make the playoffs. Yeah, there's a scenario where the three wild cards are the Mariners, Red Sox, and White Sox. Like that's a very realistic scenario. <laughs> Would that be a fuck? We'd have to go to a game. We already. We'd have to go to a game. Go to a game. We'd have to figure out a way to fucking. Buy tickets and get everybody to wear the yeah. so. They wouldn't all play each other, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, that's a very realistic outcome. I, I don't think, I think it's more realistic that I, unless the twins get Soto, like, we'll, we'll catch the twins. I'm not worried about that. Twins are not getting Soto. Yeah. So, Here's the thing, Thomas, about the Red Sox. Is I, and I've said this the, the past few weeks, but I think that the Red Sox offense is easily top five, if not top three in Major League Baseball. You can say that all season. Yeah. Um, and that's good enough to beat bad teams. But our pitching, like both our starting pitching, our starting pitching is really, really, really shallow. And our bullpen is You've had terrible. a bunch of injuries. Yeah, we've had a bunch of injuries and we don't have anyone to replace our injured pitchers with. Like, there's no depth. Um, we had, like, we had that stretch. It was, I think, what, 17 games in a row? No, it was 12 games in a row. No, 14 games in a row against the Rays and the Yankees. And we had one in that 12, 14 game stretch. We had two starts by a major league pitcher. And all the rest were minor league pitchers. And I think we won four games or something like that. Um, and so it's like, you know, you can't win the world. Now Sales does for the year again, right? Yeah. He may be back, but like, you know, we can't that's rely long. on him, you know. And that's the thing. Ball, like, he's down, right? No, he's back now. He pitched pretty well. Um, you know, Valdi being back, you know, if Chris Sale had come back and – our guys had gotten healthy and like productive maybe, but like, it's just, it's just so much is like praying that people play, like people pitch better than they they're are. supposed to, you know, like, and that's what, you know, that's what we did last year. <laughs> it's like, you can't ask for that two years in a row, you know? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, this is gonna be a regular segment. Well, maybe shouldn't be, but I'm looking at my phone. Fangraphs postseason odds. Ready? Uh, yeah. Uh, Seattle Mariners, sixty-eight percent. Chicago White Sox, fifty-four percent. Boston Red Sox, thirty-eight percent. Wow. Yep. Mariners have the best chance of making the playoffs of our three teams. That yep. if you told me that sentence at the beginning of the, se- the season, I would have my mind would have been blown out of the fucking back of my head. And here's the thing: 
they give you a 1% chance to win the division. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. And they give the White Sox a 42% chance to win the division. So they're like, <laughs> the only way the White Sox are getting in is if they win the AL Central. The AL yeah. Sucks. yeah. And the Mariners are not going to catch the Astros, but... Oh, I want to catch the Astros so bad. I, yeah. But we'll I would percent chance to be a wild card team. I mean, I have to say, you know, like I would be just elated if the Mariners continued to play the way they're playing. And I would love to believe that they would, but I don't think that that's a reasonable belief. I'm excited for a competitive second half of the season. And I'm excited for what I think is a bright future for the Mariners. But I also am like, are we, I don't know if our pitching is as good as it's been our starting pitching has been fucking lights out nobody's been hurt and our bullpen has been like incredibly lights out and over its head i think so we'll see it's gonna be a fun second half i just like being in the conversation it's still the best time to be a mariner fan because this 21 year old kid and like our 25 year old catcher and i don't know there's a lot of good things going on in seattle mariners baseball even if they don't make the playoffs yep all right, guys, I got I to mention this before we sign off. This is the last Quidditch corner of all time. All right. Shout out, longtime listeners of the podcast. Shout out to Eli. We used to do the Quidditch corner all the time because it's to be a big Quidditch podcast. But longtime listeners of the show remember that we used to do a regular Quidditch corner. This will be the last of those as the two major American Quidditch leagues have officially changed the name of their sport to Quad Ball. So this is now the Quad Ball Corner. Per N- oh, because there are four balls. Yep. I, gotcha. Yes. Uh, per NPO, uh, you, the two leagues, U.S. Quidditch and Major League Quidditch, announced the name change on Tuesday yesterday, as well as their own rebranding. The groups announced their intention to find a new name for the sport in December, citing what they called the anti-trans positions of Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling. In addition to distancing themselves from the author, organizers hope the name change will give the sport more opportunities to grow and to not be inhibited by the trademark for Quidditch, which is owned by Warner Brothers, which I did not know. Not J.K. Rowling. No, she must have sold it to Warner Brothers for the movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but she got some money for it. Oh, God. That's, yes. I can't, so no, when I first read that, I was thought you were so mad that they were changing the name from. No, it's good. Right? It's good. It, it, so, but, so you're, it, so it, it's not that you're, it's not your, you're not boycotting the game of quad ball now. You're just, no. you're just saying that the title, the, the, the name is now no longer Quidditch Corner. It'll be Quad Ball Corner. Wide ball coin. Ah, uh, I see. I thought you were lamenting the name of change, and I and then after after all of it, I was like, "That's not what's going on." He's saying that it's a good thing, it's a good especially because J.K. Rowling's kind of a psycho. Right, and it's quad ball corner now. And the thing is, about American Quidditch is that, and I assume quad ball, quad ball. Thank you. Quidditch is now a dead name. There's they. Yeah, we might get an email about that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, it's I I, I might not understand it. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, but the thing about about quad ball, about what used to be Quidditch, was that it was like very 
they they were always very hyper inclusive uh lgbtq yeah. plus you had to have so many uh uh it's a big queer like, game yeah. what it's a big queer game it's it was a big queer game yeah yeah including trans and and then i think referring to quidditch as a dead name is is not un in, 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 inappropriate though then no i just don't know no you're fine i I don't read any emails. Anymore. We don't get yeah, we don't get emails. No one emails us anyway. <laughs> I, uh, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, and, and like, like we support quad ball on this, and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and, and it's just to me, it's fucked up because they they created the game purposefully to be like as inclusive as possible. Sure. And it's fucked up to me that that J.K. Rowling is like no. I hate trans people. So they are like, they're probably not sacrificing money, but they're definitely sacrificing publicity and, and, you know, face. Is, is quad ball a fun game? Oh yeah. Have you, it's so much fucking go to YouTube and watch it. It okay. is fucking intense. Well, and if it's a fun game, then it's, a good idea to get out from under that name now. Sure, now. Based on the Harry Potter game, like they, they created this game. Right, based in the kind of the concept of Harry Potter, but the Harry, the Harry Potter realm in which it was born bears no resemblance to what people thought it was at that time. You know what I mean? Now it's a different thing. So you can take it, you know, let's let old things die, you know. That's a good point. That's a very good point because like the University of Texas has become like a powerhouse in and, quad ball. Yeah, they never yeah. Used to be. It used to be like it was a Middlebury thing. Horns was, down. What? Go to a quad ball game, do the horns down. Right? <laughs> Isn't that in Texas? Yeah, horns down to fuck Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam, you took me to Prospect Park to watch a game, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Nodes with the giant bubble. What was that? Was what was that about? Oh, that's a different game. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> Are you getting confused when you came to Prospect Park and met me? Right. Like oh, left her in a ball. That was just a fucking um uh uh yeah um what are they called? What's that band called? Cake. No. What band? After cake, flaming lips. Yeah. With all the animals with their bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. That was in Prospect Park too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Life is a flat circle, man. Time is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. Well, uh, unfortunately, it's not. We're at an hour right now, so I'm. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. <laughs> Here we are again. Uh. <laughs> uh Baseball starts up again this weekend. It's Friday. 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 Although somebody has games on Thursday, I think. Yeah, there's a double headers. It's like weird. It's like Yankees, Tigers, and then there's Thursday's a weird schedule. There's one other double header. So get your fantasy lineups lined up. I would check fantasy. I don't, don't talk about fantasy. Um, <laughs> nobody wants. Nobody wants to hear about our fantasy team. Our fantasy teams are funny, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's do this again. 
it's going to be it's going to be tight. I think all three the Mariners, the White Sox, and the Red Sox are going to be in it. I think you're right. I think the Mariners are going to win the division. I don't. I think they'll get a wild card. I think the AL Central is going to be something stupid, like three teams tied with 85 wins each or something fucking stupid like that. Well, I mean, really for us, it would just be the White Sox win the Central, the Red Sox and the Mariners are the wild cards. Two of the three. Yeah. Well, the Twins could win the Central and the White Sox could get a, a wild card. But then the Mariners would have to win the division or the Red Sox would have to win the division. No, because there were three wild cards now. I thought there was only two. There's, there's three this year. This is the first year there's three. And the top two. Oh, so the two, the top, the top and the bottom. No, the top, the top, the, the top two play each other and the bottom one plays the number four seed or whatever. The top two seeds. Let's say it's the Yankees and the Astros. They get, get a pie. Yeah. The, Three seed, let's say it's the Twins, play the lowest wild card, and then the two middle the wild two. cards play yeah. each other. Best of three. Best of three. Best of three, all in the home team stadium. The home team being by seed. By record. Mm. So you could have the Twins at the Blue Jays. And the Braves playing Red Sox, White Sox, Mariners. I don't know. No, they'd be playing the other, the worst division winner. That would be the Twins, probably. Yeah. Right. But anyway, we got to go. We're losing our our thread right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Again, if you follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, Facebook at Dump on the Ump, we got an Instagram account. Also, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet babe, I'm going to leave you. And the time.